Hey guys, I'm doing another podcast. I know it's been a while since the last one. You know, it was it was one of those periods where I just had assignment after assignment after assignment due. So it was like one week I'd be studying for a test and then the next week I'm like working on an essay and then the next week I'm working on another essay and then the next week I'm doing a test. And, uh, you know, so I just didn't have a lot of time. I did have I did have things to talk about. Like, I wanted to talk about, you know, how good the Suns have been, how good Utah has been. Uh, I wanted to talk about Zion, you know, just becoming a playmaker. You know, Stan Van Gundy finally, you know, taking his fucking head out of his ass and letting Zion do stuff. Uh, you know, the Ingram-Zion piece. Um, I want to talk about the Celtics and all that stuff. And, you know, I I could probably still talk about that later on, and I probably will do that sometime sometime this weekend, maybe next week. But, you know, the NBA trade deadline just happened, so I'm going to... I just want to give my thoughts on some of the trades. And, uh, you know, the trade deadline, <laughs> It's it, I really love it. And I think I love it too much because, you know, I work nights. So I get home around uh, 7.30 a.m. And on, it was a Thursday, right? So on Thursdays, I actually have a, like a mandatory, mandatory Zoom meeting at 11.30 to 12.30. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's mandatory just because um, during that, Zoom meeting, the professor asks, um, I click her question, then you, like, they actually count for grades. So, you know, I have to be up for that. Um, but yeah, so normally what I do, so normally I get home at, at like 7.30, I go to sleep by 9, and then I wake up around, I actually haven't been sleeping that well, so I, I usually only get like 5 to 7, no, not, I get 7 sometimes, but it's usually like six hours so i'll wake up around 3 p.m 3 30 p.m and on thursdays i usually i will i'll, I'll usually sleep from 8 30 to 11 15 wake up you know turn my laptop on and all that and then do the zoom meeting and then you know that finishes around 12 30 and i go back to sleep at like 1 and then wake back up at like six. Um, but today, I didn't do any of that just because I. So I had the Zoom meeting, but I also like I love the trade that I couldn't I couldn't stop refreshing the timeline. Well, not the timeline, because um, I feel like on Twitter I'm following way too many people to refresh it and only get NBA news. So I was I was on the the Reddit page, the NBA Reddit page, just, you know, refreshing that constantly. Well, not, well, not constantly, like every 15 minutes or whatever. So I was, uh, so I I stayed awake the entire time till 3.30 p.m., which was very dumb because I'm at work now and I probably only slept three and a half, four hours, really. And, uh, you know, it was dumb also because, like, if I had just slept and I woke up, it's not like those trades wouldn't have happened. So it's like, why did I 
But, like, I guess, you know, it, it does make sense why I stood up because, like, the excitement of just seeing that trade happen live, like, that, that is something. Um, but, yeah, so let, let me just, I'm on the NBA.com website just looking at all the trades. So I'm going to go through all of them, like, one by one. Um, so the first one they have here is, um, this actually happened a couple months ago now. Yeah, so the Cavaliers traded uh, Porter Jr. to the Rockets. And I've been watching Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, that dude, he's he's a real, uh, he's a point guard. You know, he's, uh, I think he's listed as shooting guard. But that dude throws fucking dimes. He's, uh, I think he's really talented as a point guard. He can't shoot. You know, that's a problem with him right now. Um, you know, he's only shooting 21%. And let me look at his college stats real quick. Yeah, so in college, he didn't really... He made 41% of his threes, but he didn't take a lot. And he only shot 52% from the free throw line, which I always, I always think is a good indicator of, you know, if you can or can't shoot. And he hasn't been a good uh, free throw shooter, even, like... In the NBA, he's only been 71%. But if you look at his numbers, and if you look at his numbers when he was actually getting missed, so he had a stretch where for five games he was getting 35 minutes a night. And in those minutes, he was averaging 20 points, four rebounds, and eight assists a game. Like, that dude throws dimes. And one of the things I didn't realize about him in Cleveland was he's got a nasty handle and he's explosive. Like when he um, splits the when he splits the pick and roll, he he's at the rim in like a second. He's really talented. So uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the all the depot trade in a little bit, but what I think Houston has something with Kevin Porter Jr. And I think I don't I don't see him as a shooting guard. I see him as like a legit point guard. I think uh you know they have John Wall and I think Wall's under contract for a couple more seasons. So it's probably gonna be Wall and Porter Jr. because I don't think John Wall gets bought out. Like it's way too much money and he's uh he's not like Blake Griffin or Lamarcus Aldridge. Even though he hasn't been good he's still like he's he's still kind of sort of productive, so I don't th- I don't see him getting bought out, and uh, so you're gonna see a lot of John Wall and Kevin Porter Jr., which is gonna be one of the worst shooting backcourts maybe in league history. Maybe well, definitely since like the three point line. Um, but yeah, he's I think I think Kevin Porter Jr. is really good, and he's super young too. Uh, you know, just looking at it, I think he's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty. He's just about to turn twenty-one, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of his. All right, back to NBA.com. Uh, the next trade they had was the Derrick Rose to the Knicks. Um, I thought it was a fine trade, whatever. Uh, for Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. If I'm not mistaken, has actually been playing like solidly for the Pistons. I don't think I'm mistaken on that because I know he had a, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a triple-double recently. Let me just look this up because I definitely remember him having a triple-double. All right. 
he's played 16, yeah, he's played 16 games for the Pistons, and he wasn't playing any for the Knicks, so that's pretty good. All right, he's averaging 8 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, and only 20 minutes a game. Not bad. He's averaging a steal and a block in just 20 minutes, so, like, not bad. Um, You know, yeah, he did have a triple-double. What's his shooting like? Okay, he's shooting 36% from three. Uh, I think if he could... I think if he can shoot, like, he's, he can be in the league for a long time. What was interesting about him was... I thought they were going to send him to the G League, but, like... I know he they weren't going to send him. I think he asked to go to the G League. But then he didn't, like, really stay in the G League. So I don't know what that was. Like, I don't even understand why he asked to be in the G League. Uh, but Derrick Rose to the Knicks, like, they really didn't need that. Like, I know uh, Derrick had COVID, and, you know, he's been talking about, like, hey, you know, that, like, I could barely breathe, and, like, I had all the symptoms. Um, but, yeah, I think Rose, like, he just gives them... The the, the Bulls just didn't have... Um, not the Bulls. <laughs> the Knicks, like, their offense was very clunky. And Rose just gives them like that spark. You know, he can he can give you fifteen points a night. Um easily. You know, some nights he might give you twenty, twenty five. And he can get in the paint, he can create for others like that. Um, you know, with the next I think he's only played I think ten or yeah, ten games and he's averaging five assists, thirteen points. You know, it was a good trade for them. Alright, let's get to the next trade. Uh Dialu for Savi Mikhailuk. And uh Thunder got a second round pick. Twenty twenty seven. I don't whatever. Um it was a fine trade, like the Thunder needed some shooting. They weren't gonna pay Hamadou, who's actually having like he, Hamadou was having like a really nice season. He was um what's it called? Uh who's his name on the net? Bruce Brown, I think. They they were playing like a pretty similar role, where it was a lot of, like they were pretty much like the center on offense, where was, they were setting the screen and rolling to the rim, uh, finishing over people, uh, making like the quick read, uh, if uh, the defense is collapsed. So like he was having a really good year, you know, Hamadou was averaging twelve points, five rebounds, two and a half assists, per thirty six minutes he was at. 18 and 8, 4 assists. Uh, he was shooting 48% from the field, 29% from three. That's that, that's always, that's been his, you know, biggest thing that he can't shoot. Uh, you know, he hasn't been, and he was getting to the line six times, over six times again. That's pretty impressive too. But that's one of those things where like, you're going, you're at the rim so much. So like, and you're so athletic, you're, you're forcing the issue. So you are getting, to, of course, you're getting to the line that much. How is he finishing at the rim, though? Let's look at that. Hamadou Diallo. So he was taking 67% of his shots in the paint. 70% at the rim, 40% from um, inside the paint, but outside the restricted area. Which, I, which I'm pretty sure is actually below league average. Uh, he was taking 20% of his shots from mid-range. I don't know why. You know, he was only making 30, yeah, 30%, which is, I think, 12% below league average, 29% from three, 
Uh, that's, I think, 7% below league average. So, you know, he still can't shoot. But, you know, it's, 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 a good, it's good for both teams, I think. You know, Detroit gets an exciting young player. I know he's still young. Let's look it up. How old is he? Hamadou is 22, going to turn 23 this year. I think Savi's pretty young, too. I know he was on the Lakers before he got traded for Reggie Bullock on... Yeah, he did get traded for Reggie Bullock. How old is he? He's only 23, turning 24, and he's been a pretty good shooter. You know, he he hasn't shot it well this year, 33%. But last year, he was shooting 40% on five attempts a game. Um, And OKC, their offense is just awful, which is what has made um, SGA and his season so impressive. Like, he has no one taking the pressure off of him. And for so for him to be 51% shooting from the field, 42% from three, 80% from the line, like, I guess the line doesn't matter. Like, you know, you don't really need anyone setting you up for the line. So, like, but him being a point six two three true shooting, with no one like taking the pressure off of him, that's just been impressive. And their offense is twenty ninth in the league. I think Savi will help with that, just because you know he does spread the floor. Like even if he's not shooting well, he's one of those guys where teams like he has shot it well, so teams will still like guard him out there. You know the, the Thunder are twenty third in three point percentage. So, you know, he's going to help with that. What is the next trade after that? The Heat acquired Trevor Reza. I thought that was a nice pick. You know, Myers Leonard said, you know, that 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 was that's an interesting word because you rarely hear that anyways. Like, so like the N word, right? You, you like you'll hear it a lot. Like, I don't hear it directed at me, but like you just. You've probably heard it said or even like like in person or just online a ton. That that K word, I don't I'm dead serious. I don't remember the last time I heard that ever. Like I, I think I've maybe I think I've maybe heard it once in the last ten years. And I, I guess uh Miami does have like a big Jewish population, so maybe um, you know, Myers Leonard has heard it there, I guess. I don't know. But it's what like how did he just pull that word? I I was shocked. Like, you know, when I heard the when I heard the word, I didn't I didn't even know it was um like a <laughs> it sounds weird saying but like a tier one slur. Cause you just never hear it, so I just I did I didn't even know it was like that bad. But yeah, so he got himself out of the heap. Uh, you know, I think he got cut tonight too, so like whatever, I don't really care. Uh but the Heat got Trevor Ariza. Not bad, like I think he can still play. I think he can still give you like twenty, twenty four minutes, and I think he can definitely close some games for you still. He is getting old as fuck, and like if you watch him, it's not that he's lost a step, he's probably lost like half a step. You know, he's played uh uh, I think he's about to turn 36 this year. Yeah, so what did he do last year? Let's look at that real quick. Uh, yeah, he shot 37% from three last year. Not bad. Uh, he's not really a rebounder, but whatever. 
I think he can still, I think he's still a three and D guy for you. And he, so last year they had Jay Crowder in that role, and Jay Crowder is one of the better player, better role players you can have at that that place. That like, like that three four, you know, you can play either position. Um, and I think Ariza, um, I think between Ariza, Iggy, and Jimmy. Jimmy really, I don't know if Jimmy can do it. Jimmy's more like a one, two, three, and maybe he can guard some fours. But I think Are- between Ariza and Iggy, you do have that three, four. Um, which, you know, not bad. I think they can give you much of what Crowder did, but I don't know how. It's, it's. It was a good pickup from them. I'll just say that because Myers Leonard just wasn't it. Like Myers Leonard, even if he plays in the regular, well, he actually I think he was injured, so he wasn't playing for you at all. Uh, so yeah, whatever. The next trade, Bucks traded Tory Craig to the Suns. I liked that one. You know, uh, I think the Suns needed more wing defensive help, and Tory Craig, like he's a fine defender, and I think, you know, he's he's good for. You know, twelve to twenty minutes a game. You know, he can. I think he can knock down the corner. He can probably knock down the corner through. Look at what is his three point percentage, real quick. All right, so last year he shot thirty three percent, not good. But what was his corner three point percentage? Not good at all. He only shot thirty percent. Okay, but he's. The two years before he shot thirty eight percent, so it's interesting. So like maybe he had a off year last year. I know he played in the playoffs. He was playing a lot for the Denver Nuggets, and like I thought he was pretty. I thought he was solid for them. The numbers say he was not solid at all. Wow. But I guess the playoffs are not a fair indicator of that, because like you can win a series four three. Like, if you go 4-3 and, like, you lose by... The three losses that you had were by, like, 20 each. And your wins were by, like, five points. So, it's not... It's a small sample size. I don't know. I, I thought he was I thought he was solid. Especially in that um, Clipper series. I thought he did a good job on Kawhi and PG. But, so, yeah, I do think... You know, they, so they had... Uh, the Suns had Miles Bridges. He's a... He's a He's close to a lockdown defender. I think he's really good. Chris Paul is still solid. Jay Crowder is solid. But off the bench, I don't even know who was their small forward. You know, Cameron Johnson, you know, he's a good 4-3. Um, but he's not really a defender. He's a, he's um, he's scrappy, you know. <laughs> he's scrappy and he can make threes. But I don't think they had a defender at that small forward position off the bench. And now, you know, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Abdul Nader. I thought he was playing well, too. But now now you just have more people off the bench. The, the, what the Suns really messed up with was the, the number 10th pick. I think they took um, Jalen Green, Jalen Smith. I can't remember his name right now. Let's look that up real quick. NBA Draft 2020. I always love it when, you know, I'm searching things up and there's like a big uh, gap. 
Uh, so, yeah, they took Jalen Smith. And has Jalen Smith played this year? Uh, he was a 6'10 power forward. What did he do in college? Why did, why did he go so high? Two years in college. You know, he averaged 16, 11 in his last season. He was making threes. Shot well from the free throw line, you know. Okay, okay, I see the I see the vision there. I see I see somewhat of the vision there. But you know, he's twenty one and he's not being productive. So it's one of those things where if he if he was like a nineteen, eighteen, nineteen year old, I would have seen it more. But like if you're picking a twenty one, twenty two year old you need them to be productive right away. And he's averaging one point for them. And he's not even playing anymore. I think he got sent to the G League. But so if you look at the two, the actually like the next three players. So it was uh, Devin Vassell, I think. And he's playing like pretty well for the Spurs. I think he's been good defensively. And he's shooting 41% from three. You know, he's 6'5", uh, 6'6". Six, and you know he's been i think i think he's been playing pretty well you know he's playing every single game and he's getting his shots he's doing he's doing all of that and he's making threes and the player after that was Tyrese and Tyrese is probably going to win rookie of the year now that he's starting and you know he's going to get to put up numbers so and i think Tyrese could have played with CP and Devin Booker together like he was obviously going to be able to play like alongside one of them but I think you could have played CP Devin and Tyrese together and I think that that combination would have probably dominated some teams so you know if they had, if they had Tyrese I really do think this team would have been like this team would be like a legit legit contender uh Anyways, let's get to the next one. The Bucks got T- PJ Tucker. I, d- I really like that one. You know, they sent DJ Augustine, G- DJ Wilson, a 2021 first pick, a 2023 first pick. Uh, one of them is a pick swap top nine protected. And the Bucks got 2022 first round pick and a 2021 second round pick, which is a pick swap. So... Uh, they're, okay, so they're swapping picks. So, like, the Bucks were probably going to get, like, the 25th pick. Um, and they're going to swap that with the Rockets' second-round pick, which was probably going to be, like, 34th or something. So you're only... The difference is only, like, seven or eight picks there, whatever. Uh, but PJ... I, I really like this trade. I think PJ Tucker has just been kind of unmotivated in Houston. So... You know, people said he looked washed. I don't think, I just don't think you go from looking pretty decent in the playoffs just a couple months ago to, oh, he's just washed now. I just don't, I just don't think that's true. I just think he's been unmotiv- unmotivated in Houston. You know, he's playing for nothing. Like, he was frustrated the entire time there. And, I like, I'm not paying that man. Like, for me, like, I think he's just a rental. Like, he's about to be 36. I'm not going to pay him. Especially, like, maybe I'll pay him after the season, like, a two-year, you know, 14 million type deal. 
But I'm not paying him anything more than that. Like, I just don't think he deserves that more than that. So the re- the reason I really like this trade is that I think you can... It gives you so much lineup flexibility. Because you can go... Like, let's say you play the 76ers and you want to play... You want to play big. So you can go Drew, Middleton, PJ, uh, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Or you can just go, like, what your current lineup is. You know, you can just go, um, you know, Drew, Dante, Middleton... Giannis and Brooke. So you have a lineup that you can throw at the 76ers. But now, like, I I didn't think they had a lineup they could throw at Brooklyn. Now I do think they have a lineup they can throw at Brooklyn. Now you can go Drew, Dante, uh, Middleton, PJ, Giannis at the center. So now you got, like, I don't think Giannis likes guarding, like, you know, people are always talking about, like, why, why doesn't just Giannis guard, um, you know, all, the, all these perimeter great players. I don't think Giannis is a great perimeter player, a great perimeter defender. I think he's more like a a B-plus and an A-plus help defender. You know, if you look at the way he moves his feet, like, it just takes him, he's so long and lanky. It just takes him, like, a little second to, like, move his feet. So I think like he, the thing the thing that makes him so great is like he he's got long strides. So if you feel like you've got him, he can he can chase you down. Like that's one of the he's got he he can that's what makes him so great. So like even if he's even if you're like oh okay I've got his feet moving, you know I've crossed him a little bit. I'm ahead now. You know he's got those long strides. He can still catch up to you and make a play. But I don't think he's a great perimeter defender. I think he's a solid to good perimeter defender. So if I so if they're playing each other, what I would do is I would go uh, PJ on Kevin Durant, who hasn't played in like months now. I'd probably go probably Drew on Kyrie and Middleton on Harden. I guess Hard Middleton and Dante on Harden. And I think, and then with uh, Giannis just playing like the roam around, do everything. Um, yeah, so like I, I just like that they have lineups that they can throw at both of the other two contenders in the East. So you know that's why I like the PJ Tucker to the Bucks a lot. Even if he's only giving you like twenty four minutes a game, like I think it's fine. Like I thought it was a I thought it was a good trade even. Even if it was just that. All right, now let's get to the trade deadline, de- the tra- the NBA trade deadline trades. So we started off with like a real bang right from the start. Like, I don't think many people were expecting this trade to happen. You know, Vucevic getting traded. So the full trade is the Bulls get Vucevic and Aminu, Magic get. Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two future first-round picks. So from the both side, I really like it. I like it. Uh, you know, now you got a lineup of, uh, well, not. A, I don't. I don't really. You got a big three. Is it a big three? It's more like a medium size. You got a three. You got a good three. You got a solid three. Like, I'll just say that. There's not a big three. You got a solid three. With uh, Levine, Vucevic. And uh, Laurie, who's having like a pretty good, de- who's having a pretty good season. 
So now with uh, Levine and uh, what's his name, Vooch, you got two guys averaging 25 to 28 points a game. You got Laurie averaging 18 a game. And you got three guys shooting 39 to 44% from three and like on pretty good volume. So, you know, they're probably, they've been starting uh, Sadoransky. So their lineup is probably going to be Sadoransky, Levine, Patrick Williams has been pretty good. Uh, another guy shooting pretty well from three. He's at 38%. He's not taking a lot, but, like, he's been good. Uh, Laurie and um, Vooch. I think that's a really good lineup. I think that lineup legit could be, like, uh, like the fourth be like the fourth seed because they're not that far off from the fourth seed. And, you know, Wendell had been a little bit disappointing. Otto Porter had gone fat. Uh, and he can't stop going out. Like, didn't he put put up that video where he was going to, like, underground parties? It was, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm making that up. Like, I saw a video of him going to, like, a secret underground party. Like, he posted the video. So, you know, they got rid of him. He, I, I wonder if he's going to be a buyout guy. You know, I think some teams could definitely still use him. But, yeah, from the both side, you know, Billy Donovan's a good coach. Uh, their offense looks so much better than it did last year. And now you're just adding more offense. You're adding an all-star center to your offense. And I think him and Levine are going to run a really nice two-man game. Uh, you know, it's it's really... I love the guard big pick and roll more so than like a big wing power forward pick and roll just because you can switch it with a guard big it's harder switching it and uh you know it's it's even better when both guys are 40% from 3 so I think that's going to be really fun um I think the Bulls have a legit like if the Bulls don't make the playoffs that's going to be very disappointing uh, from the Magic side, you know, Wendell, he's still young. And uh, it's not like he's a bad player. It's just that he's stalled out. You know, he's he's 22. He's listed at 6'10", which is no way that's true. Like, I'm pretty sure I remember him on a podcast talking about he's 6'8". So, he's listed at 6'10", which is, I don't think that's true at all. So, you know, he's been a productive player. He just He just hasn't improved. You know, his rookie year, he averaged 10 and 7. Uh, last year, he averaged 11 and 9. This year, he's at 11 and 8. So, he hasn't really improved. And you look at his shooting. So, you know, uh, rookie year, he shot 51% from 2. Last year, he shot 56%. This year, he's at 52.5%. Free throw line, 80% of the rookie, 74% last year, 74% this year. Um... And then you look at his uh, true shooting, uh, 54%, 54%, 59%, 58%. Um, it's finishing at the rim. It's not great. 64% for a center isn't that great. He's finishing in the paints pretty good this year. Uh, 47%, which is way above league average. Uh, mid-range shooting, he's slightly below average. Uh, Three-point shooting, is right at average. I do think... If you're going to be below league average for mid-range, you got to shoot more threes, even if it has, if it is just at league average. So, you know, the Bulls get a young player and a 
two first rounders. I think it's this year in 2023. This year, you're probably just you're probably looking at like the 15th pick. Let me just think about that real quick. Yeah, we're probably looking at like the 15th, 16th pick. 2023, though, like you never know if Zach Levine's still going to be there. If, uh, you know, maybe Vooch gets traded to like another team that like, you just never know. So that 2023 pick is like the real prize. Even though Wendell's fine, this year's gonna this year's pick if like you nail it is still gonna be fine. Uh and twenty twenty three is probably gonna be like the real big deal. But I, I didn't mind the trade. I I liked it from both sides. Uh the Blazers added Powell. Uh Raptors got Norman Powell. Well, Blazers got Norman Powell, Raptors got Gary Trent Jr. Um interesting trade. You know, I don't think, you know, it, it's good for the Raptors because Gary Trent, like, he's 22. And I think you can probably, like, if you're looking at the future, you can probably see a future of Fred, Gary Trent, OG, and Siakam. Like, that's a good four. That's that's a good core four. Uh, Blazers get Norman Powell. Norman Powell's having a career year. He's shooting... Like forty something percent from three, it's finishing at the rim. The thing, like, the thing I'm not understanding is, I think they needed someone. They needed a wing player that they can close games with. I just don't see how you can close a game with Dame, CJ, Norman, because now your one through three is legitimately six two to six three. So I just don't see. I just don't understand it. But yeah, Norman this year was shooting 50% from the field, 44% from three, 87 at the line, averaging 20 points a game. Uh, he's, he had a, holy shit, a .645 true shooting, wow. Uh, he was finishing 65% at the rim, really well in the paint. Uh, just, you know, solid from mid-range. Yeah, he, like, he's a good player. Like, I do think he's going to help them more than Gary Trent. Because Gary Trent, at this point, is more so just like a, a really really good three point shooter. You know that like that's that's the reason why, Gary Trent's taking seven and a half threes, making forty percent of them, but his true shooting is only his true shooting is below league average. He's at a point five five zero, which is interesting because because for the longest time, like I'm still adjusting my head to point five five zero not being. League average anymore. League average is like 0. 0.570. So when I still see 0. 0.550, I'm like, okay, league average. And I still think like it's near to league average where I'm still like, I, I still just, I feel okay saying league average. But but yeah, like, you know, he's shooting 40% on seven and a half threes, but his, you know, like his efficiency is at league average. And it's because. Right now, he is just a three-point shooter. Like, that's all he does. Even though he's finishing really well at the rim, he doesn't finish well inside the paint, outside of the restricted area. He's not really a good... He ta- he's taking way too many mid-range jumpers. He's taking 23, 22% of his shots from mid-range, and he's well below league average. So, like, he needs to turn even those into three-pointers. Uh, but other than that, like, I don't think he's a... For some reason, he gets to, like, this reputation of being a good defensive player. I think he's, like, 
average. Uh, Norman, so Norman, Norman also has like this reputation of being like a really good defender. He's he's a little he's like a little above average, like nothing too special. He's got he's got that long wingspan, like I think six eleven. And Gary Trent's like his is also long, it's like six nine. So like, you know, both like they both have the tools of being good defenders. They're just average to like a little bit a little above average. Not nothing too special. You know, I was listening to uh, Zach Lowe, and he said, you know, with Robert Covington and Derek Jones Jr., you know, those two guys combined are giving the the Blazers nine points, and what's Derek Jones at? Eight points, so uh, a combined 17 points a game. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're averaging 17 points a game, so they're just... The Blazers feel like they don't have enough punch from the forward spots. So that what they're gonna do is start Norman Powell. That's what he that's what he thinks is going to happen. And I just like Norman's six three, I just don't know how you can start him from I think he's I don't know, I, I I think he's probably like the sixth man and who can close out some games. I think that's what it's probably going to be. Um, is that a is that a lineup where at the end of the year is that a lineup that you fear? Like Dame, CJ, Norman, Covington, Nurkic. It's a it's a fun, interesting lineup. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a lineup that I fear though. I just feel like the the fear would be like Dame and CJ are just on fire and Norman's making threes, you know, Covington's making threes and Nurk is setting, you know, good hard screens. And that's the, that's how you're beating that's how they're going to beat you. But if you're any team, any playoff team and you're looking at that lineup, you're like we like they're small and they're not like good defensive like Dame and CJ aren't good defensively Norman like I said is just a little bit above average not a little bit above he's above average he's not but he's not good I don't think he's good and Covington's more of a help defender than a you know on ball straight up defender on ball straight up perimeter defender I think he's and I think in the post he's all right and Nurk like he's a good defender but like he's a paint protector um so yeah, I just feel like teams are gonna look at that and be like, "Oh, we can score on them anytime." Hmm. All right, let's go to the next one now. All right, so the Seventy Sixers got George Hill. I, that was interesting as well. Just be I, okay. So they got the whole trade is George Hill and Iggy Brzezikis from the Knicks. I'm pretty sure. Knicks got Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier. I think the the Knicks already said they're gonna release Vincent. Thunder got Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley, who's actually been solid for the Seventy Sixers, and two twenty twenty five. So they got a twenty twenty five second round pick from the Seventy Sixers, and a twenty twenty six second round pick from the Seventy Sixers. So my thing with this one was, you know, Tyree Maxey was like this coveted piece. And the 76ers really like him. And he's been playing for them. 
my thing is like, why'd you get George Hill? Like, he plays point guard. He's going to take all those minutes now, is he not? So, you know, I do think it gives them some flexibility that I do like. Like, so now you can close out a game with a two-way lineup of, you know, George Hill, uh, Danny Green, Tobias. Tobias isn't, he's not really two-way, but he's improved as a defender. Uh, Ben Simmons and Joel. Instead of having Seth out there and teams hunting Seth. Uh, Seth is not a bad defender, but like he's he's a tiny defender. He's only like six one, six two, and if you look at the teams that in the East actually have like a any chance of doing anything, they're all like they all have players that can hunt Seth. So that was um, so now you got George Hill in there, and you know depending on like the situation, you can go either way. Like if you have a lead. Uh, you can put George Hill in there and like make sure, you know, you're 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 losing a little bit on the scoring edge, but like you have more you have a more balanced team and you can stop the other you can stop the other team for like trying to make like a comeback, and if you're down you can go with Seth, and you know you have a more explosive offensive punch there. Um, you know the seventy six is good. I, I I liked it. It was just in. I like it. It's just interesting that. They got a point guard, even though they had Maxi, who, like, they love. So, like, he's going to be taking Maxi's minutes. He's going to be taking Maxi's minutes. He's going to be taking a little bit of Seth's minutes. He's going to be taking a little bit of, I imagine, Shake Milton's minutes. And uh, what else? Uh, Austin Rivers. I think I think he's probably going to get bought out. And I think a lot of teams could use him. Uh, the next trade was the Heat getting Bielitsa from the Kings. Uh, Kings get more Harkless and Chris Silva. More Harkless, he could probably be a he could probably be a rotation player for the for the Kings. Bielitsa for the Heat though, like I do think, if I'm if I'm Spo, I'm probably starting him. Uh, like he he might not finish games for me, but I would probably start him, just because now we have. You know, Duncan shoot Duncan shooting a high volume from three point range. Even though he's not, he's shooting like, I think forty percent, which is good, but it's not the elite elite he was last year. But now you got Duncan out there putting pressure on teams. You got B Elite out there shooting forty percent from three. So now you have two guys doing that. Then um, they've been going with Kendrick Nunn. I think Kendrick Nunn also shoots forty percent from three. Let me look that up real quick. Oh, no. Kendrick Nunn's at 36. But, like, 36 is fine. Yeah, Duncan Robinson is shooting 9-3 the game, only making 38%. So, like, not great. Last year he was at, like, 45%. He was having one of the greatest three-point shooting seasons of all time. And that's probably one of the reasons why the Heat's offense hasn't been clicking. Well, that and, like, every single player having COVID and being injured. Uh, B. Elitza, though, what's he doing? He's only 32, turning 33, not bad. Uh, he's not shooting it well this year. Like, it's because his minutes are so down. And he was barely playing. Uh, like, like his minutes were down, and he was barely playing. And, like, he was getting a lot of DNPs. I guess because Marvin Bagley was kind of healthy this year. 
uh, Harrison Barnes was playing a lot of the four. But if you look at, like, okay, so this year he's only shooting 29%. But the last three years, he shot 42%, 40%, 42%. And if you and he's, and he made his two-pointers, too, which I like. He made his free throws, which I like. And per 36, he's averaging three and a half assists a game. And his assisted turnover is two to one. The One of the problems with him is... He gets too handsy. Like, he's always got his hands out in a way where you can easily draw fouls on him. That's why, you know, so this year he's averaging four fouls a game. Last year, four. The year before, four. The year before, three and a half. The year before, nearly five. The year before that, five. Like, that's one of the problems that he's had. But I, but I think he's a good player. I think he can help the Heat. I think he is going to, I think he is going to help the Heat. Um... I think the Heat are poised to make a run soon. Like, they they made a mini run, but then they started slumping again. And I think they have one more run in them. Alright, uh, the Clippers got rid of Lou Will for Rondo. That was, an interesting, that was an interesting trade as well because I don't... I thought that should have been like a one-for-one one trade. I don't know why the Hawks are getting two second-round picks. I guess, you know, Rondo was someone the Clippers really, really wanted. And I just, I saw a lot of people not liking the trade because Lou Will has been better than Rondo in the regular season. But Lou Will legitimately has been one of the worst playoff performers ever. Like, he is awful in the playoffs. I'm just going to read you some Lou Will playoff numbers real quick. All right, first, yeah, first, let me just tell you his um, regular season numbers. Since uh, let's see, when did he become really? When did he become pretty good? Oh eight. All right, so since oh eight in the regular season, he averages sixteen points and four assists. What's the true shooting on that? On point five 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 true shooting, not bad. It's like. League average and like for a volume scorer off the bench, like that's fine, whatever. In the playoffs though, he's averaging twelve points, three assists, and a point four nine four true shooting. And last playoffs, he shot twenty he he's a career thirty nine percent field goal in the playoffs, twenty six percent from three. And then you combine that with him being one of the worst defenders in the league. And you combine that with, in the playoffs for something, he just refuses to do all the trickery he does in the regular season to get to the free throw line. So he doesn't, he doesn't get to the free throw line in the playoffs, and or they're just not calling the fouls that they normally do. So his value is just so low in the playoffs. And Rondo, on the other hand, he. Like, he excels in the playoffs. Like, playoff Rondo is a thing. It always has been a thing. During the 9 playoffs, he averaged a triple-double for 14 straight games when triple-doubles meant something. 2010 playoffs, he went toe-to-toe with LeBron and won. Like, he was... Like, if you looked at their numbers, you... LeBron was probably a little bit better, but it was, like, right... It was, like... It was very close. So, he went toe-to-toe with LeBron, won... Made the finals. He was really good. 2011, 
He was having a really good playoff. Dwayne Wade broke his fucking uh, elbow by dragging him down, which I still think is the... It's the one injury that I saw once, and I'm not... I, I don't want to... I don't even like thinking about it. Like, that shit is wild. Um, and he still played that game. I'm pretty sure he ended that game. So, you know, round of the beast. 2012 playoff is one of the greatest playoff play playoff performances I've ever seen when he had the um, I think it was 44 8 and 10 and he played 53 minutes against the Heat that's the greatest point guard performance I've probably ever seen in the playoffs um, you know he was excellent um, and then last year I'm I, with the with the Bulls he was fucking eating the Celtics lunch and then he got injured and they lost that series uh, and then last year with the Lakers, I thought he was really good again. Um, the only the only thing is like he is a little bit older now. He's a year older, not well, because you know, the Lakers thing did just happen like a couple months ago. So he is a year older than he, what he was last year. So you wonder, does he can he still do can he do it again? Um, and that's what the Clippers are hoping for. You know, they have a they have they're, it's interesting because you don't know what their lineup their clothing lineup would be. You know, you could either go uh, Rondo, Beverly. Because Beverly's like a really good shooter. Like, for some reason, he never gets credit for that. He's been like a 40% three-point shooter for like the last five, six, seven years. But, you know, you, you listen to people talk talking on podcasts. They're like, you know, Beverly can't shoot. You know, Beverly can't. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Yes, he can. So you can go Rondo, Bev, PG, Kawhi, and uh, Ibaka. Or you could go Rondo, Bev. Uh, PG, Kawhi, Marcus Morris. You could go Rondo, um, what's his name? PG, uh, Kawhi, Marcus, uh, Ibaka, or Zubak. Or you could just, or you could just be like a backup point guard, and you know he's not, he doesn't have to close every single game. My point was just that he gives you a lineup flexibility, where he can close games, and he can close games with. <clears throat> Some of your some of your best players. The the thing with Rondo is though, he doesn't he doesn't create shots the way that the Clippers I think need someone to create shots. I think the Clippers need someone that can get to the paint consistently and get open shots for others. Rondo is more of a setup guy. Like he's he he waits for a play to develop. He's going to look for PG to come off the screen and get it to him. And PG is going to shoot or it's going to turn to a pick and roll and whatever. Rondo's not a guy where it's like, okay, I'm going to get to the paint. I'm going to get to the paint. I'm going to keep dribbling. I'm going to keep my dribble. I'm going to pass it out. I'm going to pass it to an open cutter. He's not that type of player. But, you know, he he's still going to get you organized. And he's, he's, he's better than Lou. Like, I'm sorry. He's just better than Lou. I don't care if he fucking sucks ass in the regular season. I don't care. He's better than Luke. All right, next trade. The Celtics got Evan Fournier. Uh, they traded two first, no, not two first round, two second round picks and Jeff Teague. I think the Magic told Jeff Teague, don't even report like we're going to waive you anyways. So he could be on the market for a team, I guess. I don't know who wants him if after seeing what he's played like this year. Although he did play pretty well the last week or so. Um, but yeah, Evan Fournier to the Celtics. I really like it. I think the Celtics badly 
badly needed someone else to be able to score. Like, you look at the Celtics, and it's Jalen and uh, Tatum giving you 50 a night. After that, like, you don't, you don't know with Kemba, like, how he's feeling. But you can still, I guess, pencil him in for 18 a night. You can pencil Marcus in for 13 a night. After that, though, like, you don't know what you're getting from anyone else. You don't know what you're going to get from Semi Ojale, Grant Williams, uh, Peyton Pritchard, uh, Aaron Neesmith. So now you get a wing guy, you know, taking minutes from those guys. Like, those guys are still probably going to get minutes, but it's going to be substantially less minutes. And now you get a guy who's, who's, who's a proven scorer in the league, even if um, he's just a proven scorer in the league. I was looking at, I was looking at his uh, basketball reference. His uh, his nickname is Don't Google, and if you don't know that, it's uh, if you search up his last name, I guess it's like a French. I I've searched it up once, and I've already like made sure to get it out of my memory forever. So I don't even remember what the picture was, but I just remember it being fucking gross. But yeah, so like, okay, so Evan Fournier since twenty seventeen, he's averaged. Uh, let me look at this thing real quick. He's averaged 17 points a game and on pretty good shooting, like really good shooting. He's at a 0.571 true shooting, like which is like league average. And on a Orlando team that didn't really help him a lot, like it's good. This year he's averaging 20, last year was at 19. Four assists a game, like I don't think he's a great playmaker, but he's fine. Uh, he makes threes. He can finish, like he can get to the line a little bit this year. Like he's he's what they needed, a lot. Like he 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 really puts those um, other players that I was talking about, like Semi Grant, Payne, Aaron Neesmith. He really puts them where their ideal role should be because all those guys are great. All those guys are good eight men, but they were forced to be like your fifth guy, your sixth guy, your seventh guy. They're just not that. Um, so yeah, I think he's going to be good. I don't know if he's, he's probably going to be the sixth man because I think Marcus is still probably going to start and that's the right way to go because Kemba, scorer, Jalen, scorer, Tatum, scorer. You don't need another scorer out there. You need more defense out there. So I think Marcus is probably the right way to go. Uh, Fournier, you know, off the bench, 15, 16 points. In, like, you, the Celtics need a guy they can pencil in for 15 points a night off the bench. Like, that's what they really, really need. And he can play so many lineups for them. Like, you can go uh, Kemba, Smart, Fournier, Tatum. You can go, you know, Kemba, Fournier, Jalen. You can go Kemba, a Smart, Fournier, Jalen. You can go... I don't know if you can do the play our, just our five best players. I don't... I'm not even sure he's one of their top five players. I, I would fucking love Time Lord. I think Time Lord is... I think Time Lord's probably their fifth best player. So... But like you couldn't, you can't go to the lineup that they wanted to go to last year with um, Kemba, Smart, Jalen, Hayward, uh, Tatum. I don't think you can go Kemba, Smart, Fournier, Jalen, and Tatum. I just don't think that's a. It's an interesting lineup. You can probably go to it sometimes, but it's just not like your go-to end of game lineup. But yeah, like he can play so many. He can play. He he can he can go. He can do something like. Smart, Fournier, Jalen, Tatum. Like that's a lineup you can actually like put out there. Um so yeah, I'm like like the Celtics 
you know, it was a good it was a good pickup for them. Um, for the Magic, you know, they probably should have traded him sooner. Like you could you could probably get something better than two for two second round picks. But you know they held on to him, and you know that's what they get. And next up is the Heat getting Oladipo for Olenek, Avery, and a swap. Um, that was probably the best they were gonna do for Oladipo. Oladipo has not been playing well. Uh, you know he's putting up numbers like the raw numbers, twenty-five and five, but he's been shooting it horrendously. And defensively, he looks like he. I I I think he's been above average, but he hasn't been great. Um, but yeah, they so the Heat get Oladipo, and uh, now their guard rotation is none. Hero, Dragic, Duncan, Oladipo. So they have four good guards. Four solid guards. That's really good. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be the starter. I don't think he would be the starter, unless you go something like no point guard at all. Like you go Oladipo, Duncan, Jimmy, Bam, and uh, whoever the fourth is. I, I imagine like it, it was Kelly for them. I that's why that's why when I was talking about uh, the Elite, I said he should be the starter. I think he's like a perfect replacement for Olenek. So that that's why I was saying that. I think I think they're going to stick with their lineup and probably go non Duncan, Jimmy, B Elita and Bam. Which I think like that's a solid lineup. It's probably not going to be the closing lineup, but like it's a good it's a solid starting lineup. I don't mind that at all. You know, if it were me, I would probably do the no point guard lineup. Just because Jimmy and Bam are your playmakers and Oladipo, you're hoping. The reason you get him is you're hoping he can be like similar to his old self. So I, personally, I would go Oladipo, Duncan, Jimmy, uh, B. Elitsa, and Bam. And then off the bench, I'm bringing in Drogic, Hero, Ariza, Iggy, and... Uh, uh, what's the name? Precious Achu Achuva, and then like the odd man out there is of course none. So I I don't think that's what they're gonna do. I think they're gonna go with none because they've, you know, like what he's provided for them. But yeah, I think the trade was like it was a it was a good low risk trade. From my understanding, Olenek and Avery are gonna be bought out. That's my understanding, and I think they can definitely help contenders. Uh, if they get bought out, you know there's a chance they po- there's a chance they might not. You know the the Rockets definitely need players, and you know what would be the point of getting those guys if you're just gonna buy them out? Like, it's right no point. So let me just do some real quick. Who could use Olenek? Could the Seventy Sixers use Kelly Olenek? Yeah, I think they could. I think they could. They don't really have a backup power forward, like a legit backup power forward. They'd be using Mike Scott, and I think if Olenek takes those Mike Scott minutes, that's pretty good. Uh, Milwaukee. No, I don't think Milwaukee needs him. Brooklyn. Um, no, I don't think Brooklyn needs him. Who else? Uh, next up, Charlotte. No, they got P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, 
Uh, Hayward also kind of plays power forward sometimes. Like, they don't need him. <clears throat> New York, I think New York could use him. Uh, you know, they definitely need shooting and playmaking and just some, like, offensive boost. Like, that's pretty good. They could use him. Atlanta, no. They got Collins, Hunter, Gallo. Uh, they don't need him. Celtics. Let me just turn my head real quick. Yeah, they could use him. They don't have, like, a 4-5. A they don't have, like, a 4-5 like that, like a spread 4-5. So they could use him. Like, Grant Williams. Is, he's Like, I like Grant Williams. I think he's going to be a really good, like, 7th man for a long time. 7th, 8th man for a long time. But he he's very small, and I think... I don't know how consistent his shooting is right now. I don't, con- I don't know how consistent his passing is right now. So, yeah, Linux and Boston wouldn't be too bad. Uh, Linux and Indiana, that's interesting. But, yeah, that's like that's interesting. Uh, where else could he go? Utah, I think he, if he takes... Um, what's his name off the bench? I'm, forget- I'm forgetting his name. Uh, George Niang. Yeah, if he takes Niang's minutes, I think that's solid. Like, you could go... Uh, was in, oh, fuck. You could go Gobert and Olenek off the map because the the way they played is uh, Mike and Rudy come out pretty quick. I think after like five six minutes they come out and then they come back in and beat up on the benches. Uh, so I think that's like, like Rudy and Rudy and Olenek like that's fine. Rudy and uh, not Rudy. Um, favors and Olenek that's solid. Phoenix no I think. Dario and Frank have proven to be like solid there. Clippers, yeah, they could use them. Clippers could use them. Lakers, yeah, they could use them. Uh, Denver, no, I think they have enough. Portland, yeah, they they need they need defensive help, but they also need like forwards who can score. You know, they got uh Powell, but, like a four five that could do it, especially with. Actually, I don't know, because they do have Zach Collins, and I think if Zach Collins is healthy, I would just rather he get every single minute, even if he's not, like, that scoring punch like that. Uh, Dallas, no, I don't think they need him. Let me think, actually. Because they got Kleber and Porzingis, but they don't have someone off the bench like that. Yeah, they could use him. They could use him. Spurs, yes. Spurs need some, like, four or five uh, they, they can put out there. Memphis, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Jaron Jackson. So, yeah, they could use him. Warriors, they could use him as well. Pelicans, they need all the shooting they can get, yes. Avery, another one. Like, I think literally any team could use Avery. A guard who can make threes and, you know, be the point of attack on the defensive end. Like, it's good. He's he's a good player. I think he, he could really help some team. All right, I think the last pick, the last draft, not what the fuck am I talking about? The last trade, uh, the Magic traded Gordon to the Nuggets. I I really like this trade for the Nuggets. Uh, for the Magic, Gary Harris, like Gary has Gary Harris hasn't proven he can shoot in like four or five years now. Um, R.J. Hampton, like solid, like young piece, I guess. Future first round, from what I heard, it's top five protected the entire time. Uh, but, like, a top six pick, perhaps in, like, 20... And, but the thing is, Jokic is young. Jamal Murray is young. Michael Porter is young. So, like, the best pick you're probably going to get is, like, the 15th or 16th pick. 
So Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and like the 17th pick for Aaron Gordon. I guess. I don't know. Like it's not a it's not a I don't think it's great, but it's it's okay. It's alright for the magic. But for the Nuggets, now you got Jamal Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Gordon, and Jokic. I really like it. I think I think Jamal Porter Jr., Gordon, Jokic is a core four that you can contend with for like the next seven years. You know, they what they really need is just one more good wing defender because I think Jamal has taken more pride on the defensive end. I don't think he's good, but like he, he bulked up specifically so you know when teams did that one three pick and roll and wings wanted to pick on him that he could stay with them. So like he's taking pride in that end. Jokic, you know, he lost all that weight. I think he's gotten a little bit better. Even though he's not a he's not a good rim protector still. Uh Michael Porter Jr. he's taken huge steps. You know, I think he's gone from bad to like slightly like right at average. Gordon's a good defender, Barton's a fine defender. But I think if they really upgraded that Barton position into just if PJ Dozier just becomes like a really, really good defender, I think now I think now you got a team that is really just you just have a team now that's going to contend for like the next seven eight years. I think that core of like the the core that I mentioned with uh, Porter, Murray, Gordon, Jokic. I think that's just that you just it's too much talent for them not to contend. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to you know Jokic throwing fucking lobs to Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon doing like a reverse nine ninety. Um. So, you know, very excited about that. So, yeah, that's just um, how I feel about the trades that happened. Very excited. The buyout. I, I think LaMarcus Aldridge, I heard, is going to the Heat, which I guess that's fine. You know, they get a backup five. I don't think they had a back. Like, Achua, I don't think, is ready to play the five yet. He's still pretty frail. Like, he, he can play the four five against some teams. Um, I'm not, I don't want to see... Bam and actually, yeah, well, hold on, let me think about that. Because when I when I said, when I was thinking Bam and Aldridge, I didn't want to see that together. Because my thought was, Bam at center, Lamarcus at his like natural four position, and oh, I didn't want to see Lamarcus out there trying to guard wings and stuff. <clears throat> but what you could do is put Bam at the four, Lamarcus guarding the paint, even though he he's not the paint defender he used to be. He's he's long and you know he can block shots still. He's probably just average. Uh, but Bam, like he can play that four. He can guard anyone. So yeah, I do think you know Bam Aldridge lineup is something that can get some minutes. But what what the Heat really needed was a good solid backup five. You know, someone to give them like fourteen minutes a night, fourteen to twenty minutes a night. And so they've already replaced the. Olenek minutes would be Elitsa. Now you also get Aldridge. He's gonna he's gonna take some of the Olenek minutes as well. Play some backup five. So you know the Heat had a really good trade deadline with you know retaining Duncan and Hero and Nunn and uh, you know picking up Bielitsa and uh, Aldridge and Oladipo. So you know they're they're 
you know they're serious about this year, and I like I like seeing that. I like seeing teams, you know, do things, and not just conceding to another team that looks really good, like the Nets do, like the Bucks do, like the Seventy Sixers do. So yeah, that's um, I think that oh wait, the Raptors and Lowry. Like I, I was shocked by that. I legit was shocked by that. I can't believe he didn't get traded. I'm so, like, my balls are so blue right now. Like, I can't believe it. You know, I just wanted to see him literally anywhere else. I think 76ers would have been the best location for him. But as soon as they got George Hill, we knew that wasn't going to happen. Uh, I don't know if I'd... Like, Miami would have been cool. But I just don't know if he would have made that big of a difference in Miami. With the Lakers, I think I think if you put Lowry on the Lakers, now you have just as much as what the the Nets have. Um but you know the report is that they didn't want to give up THT and I uh okay, so Dennis KCP and a first rounder KCP THT and a first rounder, like that's a lot. Like that's three players. Like that's three good like Dennis and KCP are your starters. THT is a 20-year-old. And, you know, he's a good rotation player right now. You know, so I'm not... Like, that's a lot. Especially, like, you're losing so much depth there. You know, if Lowry gets injured or something, now you're left with, like, Caruso and LeBron. Like, LeBron's not even there right now, so you're left with Caruso playing 48 minutes of point guard. Like, I, so... I, I get not giving up THT and... You know, I got it. Like it, it was, especially because you can you can still move these guys in the regular. I mean, the in the off season. Like, let's say the Lakers get, you know, lose four one, four two to the Nets, and they're like, "Yo, we need another All Star." Like, you can package Dennis, KCP, Kuzma, Caruso, THD, like three of those guys, and try to get like a star. Four of those guys. And, like, a first-round pick, two first-rounders, because I think you get one back now, to get, like, a like a lower-tier star. Mm. So, like, it's still available to you later. Um, and, yeah, so that's it for today. You know, that was my thoughts on the, tri- the trade deadline. Uh, thank you for listening, guys and girls and everyone else. Step up in this bitch like I'm the one your bitch like Yeah, I'm the one your bitch like And I be talking shit like I ain't scared to lose a fist fight And she grabbing on my like She wanna see if it'll fit right That's just the way Somebody go away The feelings don't really go away That's just the way Ways don't die Let me grasp for the moment
I'm still gonna be 